point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. There's Mr. Gordon Gecko starting us off on the Progressive Mind Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm Tyler Short. Today's episode's on greed, and we're going to dive right into it because uh, Gordon started us off right there. Movie franchises were built around lines like that. With greed is good, money never sleeps. The movie Wall Street, phenomenal movie, but it's the personification of greed, fantastically put together, but it's just an example of what we're diving into today and a little bit of my introspective into the topic. Here's my question for everybody. While everyone is awake chasing money, when they always say the whole money never sleeps, what else actually falls to the side in the process? In order for us to focus on money, then you're essentially capitalizing on the whole money never sleeps aspect. So In all seriousness, if all of your energy is revolving around money day in and day out, what characteristics are you letting fall off? It's essential. We know that. We know how important it is. It makes our days happen. It makes our life and our future and everything is built around that. Our mortgages, our cars, our clothes, our lifestyle. I get all of that. But essentially, greed itself, this is a human condition. So... It doesn't matter how aware or how awake you are. We've all fallen victim to its enticements. There's no doubt about that. Whether it's money, savings, fancy cars, fancy clothes, exotic vacations. But, I mean, those are only lifestyles so far. Greed overall, to me, that's just this over-infatuation of self-worth. In episode two, we went into self-worth, what it actually is, what it's not. It's not greed. Essentially, if greed's leading your days, then every decision you make is going to be based around self. How you benefit, how you're more valuable than those around you, how you, 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 right? Finances over friends, your cash over your community. Unfortunately, America was built around this foundation of greed. And we're not alone in this. Many other leaders, other countries have this same mentality. But speaking from my perspective on being here and our foundation of being here, essentially a large majority of the population looks at it as we want, we take, we seclude in this big bubble here, and then we stockpile. I mean, essentially, greed goes into many aspects, and it could take other forms, other human conditions that take over in our emotions and our strive for leadership and all of that. But even think about it as coming here to what is now the United States. Arrive in a new land. Um, We must be in India. Not sure where we are. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who is here. We want this land. We're taking it at any cost. We could be in war for years, but we're going to do it because we want it. And this is what we're taking. Then we build, 
and we're determined to be bigger and better than anybody else in any other country. Our allies, from a greed perspective, they're looked at as who will benefit us, right? We're looking at it as the, the end game mentality from a greed perspective here. If your friendship helps our agenda, we can be friends. It's greed. There's some big resources in that area. I see oil in that area. Let's start a fight. We'll fight that war. Doesn't matter. Oil, antiquated, environmentally horrendous. It means big money. Get the troops ready. Greed. How is it possible not enough of our population or the powers that be can see that greed essentially is just putting us in this bubble? It's even closing borders. In the future, when it's the most essential, collaboration will be near impossible. But it's a necessity for our future. I mean, two topics that I could think of, just major ones that come to mind in in future years of where we're going, space exploration, environmental preservation, those are two talking points. If we keep secluding in this bubble based on our own righteousness, of what we just want for just us in this seclusion aspect, it's hard for me not to see that in some way circling back towards greed. Now, here's a different avenue, something I think can also relate to this. We'll always have religious wars. We always have. Almost every war in human history in some point or another started from differing beliefs in their God. We have three major religious systems. We have Christianity, Judaism, Islam. Is it possible that we've used greed in the name of religion? I think it's easily been used as a catalyst in recent wars because it's better served our agenda. It's sad for me to reflect on things like this because... I think at the end of the day, we're all here together, in this together. Different paths, but we're all sharing the same experience. Just human beings on this planet trying to figure it out. Trying to live our best lives and the best lives for others. I just think too often, it stops at just best lives for ourselves. We forget about others along the way. I'll use sports as a reference. I'm a big basketball fan, so I don't care who your favorite basketball player was. Greatest of all time is always the argument. MJ, LeBron, Kobe, we can go on and on from there, but you can't be a one-man team. It's not how you win championships. You can be the top scorer. You can get the top scorer award at the end of the year. Multiple players, some of my favorite players, have achieved their own personal achievements on teams with losing records. They've never, they've never seen the playoffs or even close to a championship. They were on their own mission for their own personal achievements. So we need to ask ourselves, with that reference in mind, do we want to be the player who makes the people around us better? To be a catalyst for change, to inspire growth and success in your teammates? In turn, you win. You win it all. You're not only being the best version of self, but you're making all of those around you 
the best version of themselves. Going back to Gordon Gecko, greed is not good. But unfortunately, we're normally led by example. And unfortunately, not always the best examples. I want to take somebody like that everybody will know. Um, Let's go with Amazon. Jeff Bezos. I think he should have respect for his determination, his ambition to create something from nothing. That's for sure. 100% true. It's, It's absolutely incredible. However, when you make more money than you could spend in 10 lifetimes, to me, that becomes more motivated by pure greed unless you're impacting positive change in the world with that. Think about this. In 2018, 2018 alone, he increased his net worth by $24 billion. I I just, I can't wrap my head around that. And in our current tax code, in the way that this is set up to enable this class of super wealth and to enable further greed, they pay zero federal tax. Meanwhile, his employees are fighting towards better working conditions, better compensation. I mean, just breaking this down real simply, shouldn't essentially his employees be better compensated than any other company? He isn't making those same profits alone without those employees. It doesn't happen. But this leads to a bigger topic. The wealthiest in the country who could afford to spare the dollars because it won't affect their lifestyle, they're normally the ones that are paying the least or no tax. We're the ones suffering the most due to their greed. We have the burden of their greed on our shoulders. People trying to support their families and taxes taking the majority of their paychecks. Now here's something even crazier about corporate greed. Because some of the wealthiest and the biggest companies in the world don't pay their employees enough to sustain their lives, those same employees who are working endless hours during the week, they're on government assistance programs. And who's paying for that? We are, because the greed from the top is allowing this to happen. food assistance programs, welfare, nobody who's working that many hours in a given week should need any of that. But meanwhile, they're sitting back collecting billions and we're footing the bill as the working class. Essentially, we are paying to support the minimum wage working class because the top refuses to do so. It's this crazy cycle that's going on right now. And how are all of us being penalized for this greed? It's mind-blowing because it's accepted. I mean, what if by the time someone like Jeff Bezos decides to give his money to a good cause, to a charity, to some government assistance, to increase his employees' wages substantially? What if by the time he decides to do all of that, Something similar to what Warren Buffett 
is saying to do in, in that stage and just give back a percentage of this that he knows cannot be spent. And there's a bigger picture here. What if by the time somebody like that decides to do this, there aren't the same issues worth saving anymore because it's already too far gone? From the years of just stockpiling the net worth while major, major things are happening in our country. From my perspective, we are absolutely not defined by our possessions. We aren't here to acquire a house full of belongings. You'll be partially satisfied, that's for sure. But you will always be left with that empty part of yourself, the void that those things, they just can't fill. I have to tell you, on a personal level, the most rewarding and liberating thing that I've ever done was forcing myself to wake up to what's truly important and clearing house with a lot of things. Personally, I like to collect. I always have. But when we decided to make our move from Connecticut to Colorado, I knew that what I valued as important needed to be reassessed. I went through everything that I owned. And I started the practice of non-attachment. And I think in a future episode, I need to do one just on that because it is so powerful and so necessary, but I could go on forever in that in a different episode, but started the practice of non-attachment. Basically, do I actually need this? Do I just have emotion attached to this? But is it essential? The amazing thing was I realized what I really didn't need and what I actually did need. You would be completely shocked, unless you're already incorporating this into your life. That's absolutely awesome. Please share that with others because I feel like it is just a really liberating feeling. But overall, if you're not doing this, you'd be shocked by the end of it, what you actually view as valuable. It's a very self-reflective moment when you start to practice non-attachment and to look at possessions into what is actually essential to keep and what am I just tying my own emotions to that it's really, it's not essential. I mean, for us, the majority of our furniture donated it. Going through our closets, multiple, multiple large bags of clothes to donate. Only thing that we kept, things that we actually really wanted or needed. The rest is just surplus. It's unnecessary. I don't need the items to connect the emotions to. I have the memories and emotions in me. I don't need the physical items. And you have to understand, I really, really like to collect. I loved antiques. I love the history behind them, restoring them, incorporating them in our house. And that's fine to acknowledge that. I still love that, but I didn't need to bring it all with me. I didn't need to stay attached to these things forever and just stockpile. Sold them, donated them gave them away, felt amazing in the end, was completely worried to do it, felt amazing. And now every day is based around a decision of practicality. And it's without any regard for judgment or perception. It's just living a richer and fuller life. And that's it. Now, this isn't meant to say, live out of your car and detach for all the things that you equate to wealth and not at all keep the balance but what is all that surrounds us if it's not within balance in our own lives all of these possessions all of these things 
Challenge yourself to point out greed in the decisions you make. Is it something you need to have? Are you placing yourself above others? Reflect on those things. This is a really hard pill to swallow because, like any other subject that we tackled in previous episodes, everything comes back to awareness. Opening your eyes to something that is of the simplest things, but to view it as the norm because it's either routine or accepted by social circles, that greed is just, it's commonplace, and it's not often referred to as greed. We refer to it as being successful, being wealthy, really having it figured out. Oh, you're crushing it. You're doing great. Oh, look what you're driving. Look what you're wearing. Look at that huge bubble that you have around you that this has caused. And I'm going to end the episode on this thought. Is greed feeding your ego or are you using it to fuel your future? Meaning, are you using it to your advantage or is it taking advantage of you? I promise you a happier, healthier, brighter future will await you if you just notice these things. When we spot them before we allow them. Listen, I'm with all of you to keep being part of this positive change. Noticing these things, having the awareness to the greed that surrounds us and not being part of that. It's an inspirational movement. It's one that is of a higher vibrational shift. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Look for us on Patreon. See you next time.